Just when you thought academia couldn't get any crazier, couldn't get any more radically left, we have this story. One university is actually claiming it wants to dismantle whiteness because, of course, why wouldn't you want to demonize an entire race of people? Clearly, that is pro-racial justice, at least if you're coming from the Marxist perspective, I guess. And in what has become a running theme for this show, this story does come to us from Canada because, of course, of course not. Look, if you're an American and you're wondering, gee, I wonder wonder what will happen to our country if we fail to stop the radical left and their agenda, just look up to Canada, okay? Because that's what is awaiting you. The highest rate of mass migration per capita, uh, no free speech really, especially no right to self-defense or right to own a firearm. And of course we have mandatory pronoun usage, an alphabet community that has even more letters attached to it than it does in the United States. And of course, add to that now Western University having an entire department dedicated to dismantling whiteness. So the story is being reported on by True North, which is a right-of-center publication up in Canada. They explain that Western University's anti-racism task force is seeking to dismantle whiteness in academia. The university says its Faculty of Health Sciences anti-racism task force is designed to address and actively work to prevent racism and other forms of systematic oppression. Okay, my first question here as someone who has paid taxes in Canada and in a way is still paying taxes in Canada, why does this university, which by the way is public, all universities in Canada are public, why do they even have an anti-racism task force to begin with? Like even if this wasn't specifically designed, it seems to be anti-white. Why is addressing racism within the purview of the faculty of health science? Not everything needs to be about social justice activism. And what I also want to add here is that they state, yeah, the goal is to work against racism and other forms of systematic oppression, there's not even a discussion anymore as to whether uh, places like Canada or the West in general are systemically racist. It's just, we're supposed to accept that, yes, it is racism. It is perpetrated by white people. It's bad. We must work to stop it. You know, there used to be a time when academia was about open debate and diverse ideas, but we are well past that now. This article continues, the task force, which is supportive of critical race theory, because of course it is, was founded in 2020 amid Black Lives Matter riots caused by the death of George Floyd in the United States. And okay, sorry, uh, we're going to get through the rest of the story, but I also want to add that while all the BLM stuff was happening in the US, what a lot of people don't realize is that there was a similar movement happening up in Canada, which is, I mean, confusing for many reasons. Number one, BLM has a lot of criticisms of police forces, which don't really apply to the way Canadian police, you know, run their forces, which makes sense because they are different countries. The criminal justice system, the policing system in Canada is not not the same as the United States, and never mind that, but the history of racism in general and specifically racism against black people is also not the same in Canada as it is in the United States. So I, I think that goes to show just how much of this left-wing activism nowadays, it's not actually based on fact. Instead, by and large, these are more just general cultural movements. It's more just based on like, you know, vibes. And heck, if we are living in an age where just asking someone where they're from is considered a microaggression, then sure, claim that Canada has the same experience of racism as the United States, even though Canada never had like black 
slavery. Anyway, that's just, that bothers me. But it says the task force is seeking to dismantle whiteness and center anti-black and anti-indigenous racism strategies, as well as build intellectual empathy as a collective. It claims that historic settler colonialism provided the foundations for academic institutions that centered whiteness and white normativity. Foundational to these was enslavement and the violent genocide of indigenous people that created systems of oppression, which are still evident today in police brutality toward black people and violent attacks on treaty lands. The task force says its work is informed by principles inherent to intersectionality, critical race, and post-colonial theory. Now, obviously when it comes to dismantling whiteness, I feel like a broken record at this point, but if that were about any other race, if they were to say dismantling blackness, dismantling Asianness, dismantling Hispanicness, that would be correctly condemned as really, really racist because there, there is no essence of, of, of being black. Black is not a social movement, despite what these identitarians are trying to tell us. However, when we're talking about white people, not only is it okay to, yes, stereotype and generalize white people, but it is also acceptable, and I would dare say mandatory in leftist circles, to equate that whiteness with negative things, with things like racism, with things like oppressing other people. And I can only imagine how bad it must feel if you're a student, a white student at Western University, to know that, yes, uh, your professors, the academics who are overseeing your education, they do view you as inherently part of some sort of racist or uh, oppressive network. And we have more to talk about here, but first I do want to say a big thank you to today's sponsor, Fume. So cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but when it comes to your bad habits, there is a better way to break them. And no, we're not talking about some weird voodoo tricks or simply just manifesting that you have broken those habits. We are talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a totally different way. Not everything about your bad habit is actually wrong. So instead of this drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad? from your habit. Fume is an innovative award-nominated device that does just that. So instead of electronics, fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air, which is really neat. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural delicious flavors. So basically you get it. Instead of bad, fume is just, it's good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit that much easier. And your fume, like the one I have right here, is designed with an adjustable airflow dial. And it has movable parts and magnets, which are great for fidget. It gives your fingers something to do, which is so helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking your habit. And there are all these different flavors to choose from that go with your fume. Things like white cranberry, there's citrus flavors. Uh, in here, I have a cool mint core. And so not only does this give you something to play with, but it's also just so refreshing and it's not at all harmful. Stopping is something so many people put off because it's hard, but switching to fume is easy. And not only that, it's enjoyable, heck, even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories. And there's no reason that can't be you too. So join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to fume.com and use code Lauren to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code Lauren to save an additional 10% off your order today. And a huge thank you to Fume for partnering us with this video. So yes, in 2023, it is perfectly acceptable in leftist circles and academia to say you want to outright dismantle whiteness. Because if you're from that CRT mindset, whiteness doesn't just refer to white people people, it actually is this entire structure of evilness. It's explained here, whiteness, according to them, is a constantly shifting boundary, separating those who are entitled to have certain privilege that is enforced by power and violence. It's also said that whiteness causes everyday microaggressions toward people of color. What we see is that as social justice has gradually morphed into a fully fledged religion, whiteness has 
taken the place of original sin. Pretty tiring, and I will say again, this type of rhetoric would not be acceptable if it were about any other race. And I mean, I don't mean to sound hyperbolic, but when we talk about conflicts and prejudice that actually boil over to real world violence, dehumanizing language is always one of the first places that it starts. Moving on though, this anti-whiteness program or task force is not the only super woke thing going on at Western University, which is likely not a surprise. It's also said that last week, Western came under fire over a diversity, equity, and inclusion presentation it gave, warning against supporting merit-based hiring and racial colorblindness, claiming the latter causes microaggressions. I mean, this is how we know that these people, the social justice activists, they're not actually against racism because there is no good reason. I have yet to hear a single good reason why treating everybody the same, regardless of race, is a bad thing. And the fact that they are actually discouraging that and they're trying to drum up more racial consciousness, I mean, that, that exactly feeds into the racist attitudes they claim they want to dismantle. It's not actually about defeating racism. In, in their minds, I think it's more about redirecting racism to ensure that it is exclusively against white people. But anyway, here we actually have an example of what this post is referring to. This is a slide from Western University that was used in one of their training sessions. It says microaggression, a commoner action, whether intentional or unintentional, that expresses a prejudiced attitude toward a member of a marginalized group. Examples, when I look at you, I don't see color. How is that a prejudiced attitude to tell someone that, hey, I don't see you just like as a black person. I, I see you for your character. I see you as my friend. How warped does your mind need to be to interpret that as racist in any way? We also have, I believe the most qualified person should get the job. Actually wanting merit is racist now. I, I think these people have kind of told on themselves as to how they view black and brown people, but okay. And then finally we have maybe one actually legitimate one that's so gay, I'm presuming that's used in a derogatory term. Okay, we'll give them that. And it says here, the presentation also warned that white silence, white privilege, and white shame leads to a lot of white complicity in white supremacy. Oh, it's so tiring. I am so sick of, uh, this is what we talked about with the Dylan Mulvaney acceptance speech, the idea that you have to be an ally. Like if you're not using your voice or your position to advocate for these marginalized groups, then you're just as as good as a bigot yourself. It's like, no, actually I can, I can choose to be neutral in this. I can choose to be just a passive observer. No one else is owed your allegiance. It's, it's so narcissistic to believe otherwise. And then this article concludes with discussing what I think is really at the core of so many of these DEI initiatives. It says a True North investigation into the salaries of university DEI officials also revealed that Western University paid its associate vice president of equity. Why is that even a role? Why is that a position? And an associate vice president presumably means there's also a president and an entire, an entire department dedicated to equity. It's like, this is why university is so expensive nowadays because of bloated bureaucracies that are attached to the university, but have nothing to do with actually teaching students. Well, it says that this person pulled in a whopping $257,000 in 2022. That is how much these people are paid through taxpayer dollars to peddle their racism and to try to indoctrinate students into the leftist agenda. It's absolutely sickening. For what it's worth here, it says Western University did not return True North's request for comment in time. I mean, what is the university gonna say? Like in their minds, this is nothing bad. They're proud of these programs. They're proud they're taking the initiative to tackle and dismantle whiteness. Look, I think education is super important, but I think it's just a fact that in this day and age, going to college, 
It's not necessarily about learning new things that might help you get a job. It is in large part about becoming indoctrinated. So if there are any parents watching this whose children might be going to university soon, or if there are any students themselves who are thinking, hey, is college right for me? I, I would just say, I'm not going to tell you no, but I would just say be smart about what school you choose and what program you go to because college ain't what it used to be. That's all I have to say for now though. And as always, if you enjoyed this video, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. It helps us out so, so much. Until next time.